Dear Shame, you're a liar and a jerk. We've spent so long listening to your lies that we forgot what our own voice sounds like. We forgot who we were before shame told us we weren't enough. We've carried the lies that never belonged to us, and now we're ready to call you by your name. We're here to reclaim the parts of ourselves that you made camp in. My name is Emily Stearman, and this is Speaking to Shame. human being who is loved and deserves to take up space. I'm honored that you are spending your time with me. I'm so overwhelmingly excited too that I'm here and doing the thing, a podcast. It's been on my list of dreams for a few years. So to have a space that I can talk with you about something I'm passionate about is genuinely a dream come true. Shame. What a topic, you know? What a happy-go-lucky, right-home-to-mom-about topic. (laughs) It's funny that I've been drawn to shame in the way that I have because it literally took me by surprise. Like, even though it was there all the time, I was living with it and listening to it, and it was my company for so freaking long, I didn't envision this path. If you'd have asked me five years ago what my podcast would be on, I'd have said something like motherhood or positivity or relationships. Shame, though? What a journey. I guess to fully understand how I got here and why shame, I have to do the whole origin story thing. This is the part in the movie where the main character grows up and music plays behind it. <laughs> like uh, like Matilda. Oh my heck, like Matilda making sandwiches and going to the library. This is my Matilda moment. So I guess here it is. Imagine some pretty music behind it. From the ages of five to eight, I was sexually abused. And I know you're like, wait, wait a minute. That is not the Matilda moment I was expecting. That's not peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I know. Unfortunately, one of the hardest parts for me about sharing my story is that I know it isn't easy to hear. And I know my therapist is listening to this going, wait a minute, Emily, your story is not for other people to have comfort to hear, right? I know it's called people pleasing. It's a trauma response. You probably have done it too a few times in your life. I'm working on it. But we don't like to talk about this subject. It's abuse is uncomfortable. Childhood abuse, though, is even more uncomfortable. I'm in a place, though, where I'm not asking you to carry this part of my broken heart that I'm sharing. You don't have to add it to your load or put it in your filing cabinet. I don't need you to fix anything. I am sharing this because authenticity brought me here. Vulnerability brought me here, which by the way, shame and vulnerability and authenticity don't like each other. That's how we're going to mitigate and move through shame. I'm here because I can be here. I'm here because I've leaned on other survivors for so long. When I couldn't be here, other survivors helped me. I'm here because it matters that you know that whether or not you're a survivor of childhood abuse or of postpartum depression or of anxiety or of trauma of any type, that your voice does matter and that you don't have to stay in that place where you feel stuck and heartbroken and overlooked. I also would like to say as part of my story, there is real heartache and tragedy I have wept into my pillow. I have screamed into my car. I have asked why, why, why again and again. I am an adult now who is safe and loved, but I once was a broken, 
terrified little child. And that matters because we have to go to those dark places. That's where shame lives. We have to go meet shame there and say, hey, I see you. So in the practice of speaking to shame, when was the last time you truly felt unseen? When was the last time you felt unreachable or not understood? When was the last time you, after you said something, you thought in your head, oh, that was so stupid that I said that. Why did I say that? When was the last time you put on a pair of pants and looked in the mirror and, oh man, beat yourself up mentally by the shape of your body in those pants? When was the last time you experienced shame? Did you speak to it? Did you call it out by its name? Did you say, hey, Shane, that's you. You're a jerk and you're a liar and I don't believe you. Because that is what we're here to do. From someone who's been speaking to shame for almost three years, this is what I want you to know. Healing looks like coming home feels. Healing looks like reminders that we're loved. Healing also looks like heartache and breakdowns it looks like being angry and processing hard things it looks like generational trauma and facing abuse it looks like getting help and support for our mental health it looks like communication it looks like facing hard truths about ourselves and others let's not glamorize this process let's create a community though where we do speak to shame where we don't let each other make jokes at our own expense first to keep other people from laughing at us before, right? Let's not create a community or cultivate a community where we allow ourselves to undermine our worth and our value. Let's create a community where we speak to the shame that has made us feel so alone and isolated for so long, and we remind one another that that's not where we belong and that's not who we are. Let's create a community that feels like coming home. I promise that that is what speaking to shame looks like and feels like. And I'm so honored that you're here. And I can't wait to see you heal and grow. I promise you've given enough time to shame. It's time to learn real tools and strategies to combat its lies. It's time to decipher what's shame speaking and what's our heart and our truth speaking. It's time to listen to each other, to make space for healing. It's time to speak to shame.